Stour. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in. It is 610 on your Tuesday morning, May 10th, 2022, 67 degrees. And the day has finally come. Judgment Day slash Election Day. What a long and winding path we've all been through, through the last several months. And by the end of tonight, probably, probably, we are going to have some questions answered about this state's future. Most. Notably, who will be the Republican candidate for governor who will go through the summer and into the fall bidding to try and lead the state for the next four years. Welcome into LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you with us today. We are kicking off a long day of news coverage, so we hope you'll stick with us throughout the day. Uh, Mark Vale, Caleb Henry with me this morning. They will be back with me this evening. We will have five-plus hours of election coverage for you tonight, starting at 5 o'clock with Commander Jack. He'll take the first two hours, a little bit of an extended version of Drive Time Lincoln. We all jump in at 7 o'clock, along with our friend of the show and analyst, Tim Herza. Uh, they'll We'll all join together at 7 o'clock, a little bit of team coverage, team analysis of the election results, and we'll take you up to those first results at 8 o'clock. You heard Dave Shively talking about that release. That'll be early voting slash mail-in ballots. That'll be coming in at 8, and then throughout the rest of the night, as the results come in, we will update them. We will tell you what it means, and we will uh, we'll keep you entertained as well on a big Tuesday night of election coverage. That'll be brought to you tonight by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are Hello. we feeling today? The day has finally come. Yes, it has. It's only 16 more hours for us to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Oh, not uh, <laughs> at it's gonna, least it's gonna be we're gonna have LNK uh, with Jack and friends in the morning. LNK today with Jack and friends in the morning, and LNK today with Jack and even more friends in the uh, in the evening today. LNK tonight. Yep. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I wanted to start off with this question today. To, uh, a little bit of a uh, a call your shot moment. Okay. It's not not who you're you're marking on your own ballot, but somebody comes up to you and says, "All right, I will give you five hundred dollars if you tell me correctly predict who will win the Republican primary." Are the odds eighty uh, to one of on the uh, five hundred? All it's just straight up five hundred five hundred bucks if you uh, if you correctly guess it. I know who I would pick. I had to think about this, so I'll I'll give you some some time. I don't know how quickly I, you I, ready, Caleb. Who yeah, do you think? I think Herbster's going to win. You think Herbster? I think Herbster's going to win the primary, and I don't think it's going to be as close as those projections yesterday, where it was what within a percent. Yeah, I think he wins by by a few percent. Okay, all right. So you take Herbster, Mark. Who do I, you predict? I am. I'm saying Herbster by probably two two and a half percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I had Pillin. I had Pillin. Yeah. 
So it, we'll it see. wouldn't surprise me if Pillen comes no, out. No, no, I don't think there's any outcome that would be no, but shocking. But, but if I had to pick right now, no, who I believe is right. going to win? Yeah, that's uh, agree. Those two things yeah. are both true. I don't think yeah. any result. I don't think a Lindstrom result would 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 shock me. But yes, if if we had to, if you had to get it right, you two would say Herbster, and I would say Pillen. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's it. Uh, any reasoning behind? I mean, I know we have some polling to look at, but you never quite know, Caleb. Why? Why are you so quick to say that? I just think the 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 effect of Donald Trump in this state and him coming to the state it still holds a lot of weight. It it, it holds a lot of weight, and and Herbster did not back down. As soon as those allegations came out, nothing slowed down for him. There was no take a step back and evaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, he stayed at the forefront of everyone's mind, and that. Yeah, it's been bad press, but you want to just talk name recognition. Everyone in the state knows who knows the Herbster name, and he's very big out west. It's going to be, can he get enough from Lincoln and Omaha? And I think he will, but he's going to carry what would be Congressional District 3. Mm. Yeah, you feel the same it way, Mark? Overwhelmingly. Like, yes, like in, not, in not even in, close. Uh, the other thing that I, I think is, I, I think it was a miscalculation by the Pillen campaign not to be uh, in the debates. Yeah. I, I think that was, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of left a, a question in some people's mind. Why won't you uh, go face to face with these people? Yeah, and and uh, and and the nastiness, uh, you know, it's come from both sides. Uh, you know, they're equal opportunity offenders in that in that particular area. But uh, I think there's a little bit of a, a blowback against uh, Governor Ricketts actually mm. on this. Trying to mm-hmm. some people, uh, the word I heard. Um, what was it? Was that a little gathering here a couple of weeks? Coronation. Mm. They they did not. Uh, they they kind of saw Pillen as being coronated by Governor Ricketts. Now, I I don't personally feel that way, but right that yeah, this is what we're doing. We're we're we're, we're predicting. And and I will tell you what: if you guys are right and Herbster wins this, and and Pillen does not, there is going to be, I think, a lot of rightful armchair quarterbacking after the fact on how that campaign was run oh, for for yeah. for pillow yeah. well we we were saying months ago that it was being run not to its optimum level right but by by not being at the debates and, and saying well yeah i'm talking with people i'm doing the the telephone calls and i'm going out and shaking hands all right that that's all well and good but you're not going and putting your ideas one-on-one against the other candidates. Right. And, and, I mean, I think you could even also point to, you know, even, let's be honest about this, what is a huge way that we get exposure to who the candidates is, and that's through the advertising mm-hmm. that you see that have been just a just a blitz of these commercials on, on TV and radio and Internet uh, over the last few months, and the the herbs or excuse me the 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 pill and ads i don't know i've, I've never actually done a, a study or, a, or figuring this out but feels like it's as much rickets as it is pillin um it, talking and being in those ads. It, it's been a lot of advertising for pillin as opposed to bill pillin advertising himself and, right. and yeah he's he's been in his commercials both radio and tv but there's been so much more of it that is, here's Pete Ricketts for Jim Pillen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And there and there's some there's been some blowback also on some of his positions as a regent. Uh, primarily the the CRT stuff uh, that has been damaging, and that's mostly been in the advertising. But uh, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of the way they framed it. it it's the way that yeah. the opposition has framed it. I I don't know that that's a particularly great argument, but, but there hasn't been a solid rebuttal of it either. You know, a great place that you could have made a solid rebuttal. Any of the debates. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see by the end of the day. Uh, Mark, anything else that that you're really you know kind of watching for? I know there's a congressional race that Democrats in the congressional race in the second district will be will be somewhat yeah. interesting. Tony Vargas and uh, and Alicia Shelton. Shelton. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. That uh, you know that might be one of, and then the county board races, legislative races as well. Yeah, I mean, especially Lancaster County, where you've got three Republicans for uh, District 3. Yeah, yeah, and that one is is kind of been, in terms of the, the local races, that one is feels like it's kind of taken center stage because there's a lot of other stuff on ballots as we went over yesterday if you whether you take the um, republican ballot or, or democrat ballot or or i guess even some of the third party or independent ballots you're going to see some either uncontested races for statewide offices or you know take the the democratic ballot you're going to see only a write-in option yeah. <laughs> for a whole bunch of statewide offices as uh as well on this whole thing so uh, so there you go. Polls open at eight o'clock, right? Okay. And, and just to rem- and and I, I know this isn't a real issue here, but it it's eight a.m. to eight p.m. Central Time, so it's seven to seven in the Mountain Time Zone. Out okay. West. So if you if you happen to be voting in the Mountain Time Zone, keep well, that in mind. Well, we're well, listening online. Yeah, that's what you know. Yep, we've got people in the Eastern Time Zone and yep. listen to us. So, so you um, know that um, if there are. Um, any other questions? I know there's a lot of explainers online about the sort of thing. If you were supposed to get a mail-in ballot and didn't get it, or or you lost it, or something like that, or if you've got one now, uh, basically bring it to the election office. Don't put it in the yep. mail now. Uh, is is the big <laughs> yeah, thing it, about that? It would not count if yeah. you drop it in the mailbox yep. today. Yeah. So, and, and then you know, beyond that, uh, expectation is uh, we will uh, we will have Mike Flood officially become the the nominee to uh, succeed Jeff Fortenberry uh, in his permanent term <laughs> as opposed to the interim term, and that happens down the road a little bit. Um, we've got kind of the practice election there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how many uh, votes Fortenberry gets. His name is on the ballot. Yeah, that that will be interesting. Just, just as oh, a- you think we wonder if we break into the... What if we get double digits in percentage? That'd be an interesting over-under. Maybe we should make an over-under game for us tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the Super Bowl props bets. No real money will be changing hands with us, by the way. That's illegal. Just, just going to have the, all the Monopoly money. Exactly. Uh, well, to, to be real honest, there's probably as much value in that as there is in, in the real money these days. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. What else? Uh, non-election stuff, Mark? Anything we need to hit on here? Uh, it's uh, National Nurses Week. Hey. And, uh, Nebraska Hospital Association had a uh, Zoom uh, news conference yesterday highlighting the role nurses have played. And, of course, the last uh, two years, especially tough on that yeah, profession. Thank you to all the nurses who continue to do that that job. Yes, absolutely. And, and we've got a kind of a, a feel-good story. Uh, we posted, uh, Tom posted online yesterday afternoon. We've got the audio today with uh, Todd Ogden, who's the president and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association, and how pet-friendly Downtown Lincoln is. 
you know, we don't really think about it being a pet-friendly destination, but they've got quite a few pet-friendly uh, locations downtown. And uh, in the news today, we'll hear from Todd on several of those. What about for uh, somebody who's a bird dad? Um, Can I take my parakeets? Out in downtown Lincoln? When they say pet-friendly, they're specifically talking dogs. Wow. Primarily. Probably. Well, there are many types of pets, I'll have you guys know. All right. Well, not everyone. Let, 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 me, let, let me rephrase this. They're dog-friendly. Okay. Restaurants. Well, uh, once again, I'm being others. discriminated against. No, you wouldn't be discriminated against if you just get a dog. No. Listen, my, my wife and my daughter are on the dog warpath right now, and it Good. is making me nervous. Good. I am not. All of a sudden, it's ratcheted up to the point. I, I mean, at one point, I think my my wife told my daughter that when our son goes away to college, that was when they would do it or could do it. And somehow, this just became. Wait a minute. Why is how is that fair to your son? I don't like, know. Why, why is that? how is it fair to me? Is a what, better question. Okay. Well, when when do you get to have a decision on anything? You, you don't have a. Well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to have a build a fence, and we're not. Uh, and then we're gonna. Oh. Just bring your dog over once in a while or something. Can we do that instead? If you build a fence. You just run around inside. That's not fair to the dog. She's a little crazy. (laughs) You're going to want her to run around outside. Oh, boy. All right. Well, at least we'll have a nice downtown we can take it to. (laughs) Yes. Uh, All right. 623. We will grab a break. They they do have poo bags down there. I heard heard you say poo bags for the first time ever in a KLIN news cast. (laughs) I appreciate it. Mark your bingo card. 624, we'll take a break. Wouldn't be a problem if we had the fair tax. (laughs) Sports is next with Caleb on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 1,409.3 KLIN is bringing you election coverage from 6 to 10 tonight. Presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Serving Lincoln and the surrounding areas since 2006. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody got this Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Sour. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 65 degrees, cloudy skies today. A little bit uh, a little bit cooler, as you heard there. Before we get back, flirting with the 90s on both Wednesday and Thursday. But then, you know, you kind of get to Friday and we're high 70s, low 80s out for the next week. So that's going to be awesome. Great. How nice was last night, by the way, if you were uh, outside 
sat on the uh, on the back deck and just said, oh, my goodness, we haven't really enjoyed being outdoors like this for a long time. So that was that was very nice. Looks like we got more of it coming. All right, let's jump into our sound off. By the way, Joe Jordan will be joining us at 710. You guys have today. got nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dig into a lot of stuff with Joe Jordan here. At 7.10 on Election Day, 8 o'clock hour will feature uh, Jason Ball from Lincoln Chamber. I'll also talk to John Baylor, so that is all coming up a bit later as well. But right now, time to get into our sound off. And, uh, well, it's it's unavoidable. Inflation continues to be an issue in the United States and getting to the point where we are at historic rates of inflation. We haven't seen inflation this high in the United States since Rick Springfield and Blondie had top 40 hits on the radio, and Joe Biden was in his second term in the United States Senate. In March, the government said prices were 8.5% higher than a year ago, gas was up nearly 50%, used cars and trucks up 35%, airfare rose 23%, furniture and bedding is nearly 16% more expensive, and grocery prices are 10% higher. Republicans have blamed increased government spending. The administration has pointed to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which has had an impact on costs, especially food and energy. Yeah, so interesting to hear that breakdown of the the different uh, industries where Mm -hmm. it it is impacting. Groceries are actually on the lower end of the places that have been impacted as compared to, right, used cars, airfare that sorts of things but that's the one well. that most of us see right you know? right there's there's not there's not as many people traveling with the whether they're or they're going out and looking for used cars as there are just getting food every right. day yeah so it, it, it's interesting and 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 the the sort of different thing this time around is the dollar's strength in terms of uh, comparison with international currencies, the dollar is reaching multi-decade highs against its trading partners simultaneously with U.S. inflation being at this point that's as high as it's been in basically 40 years at this point. So the the the, the U.S. dollar index is higher than it's been since 2002. At this point where the euro, the British pound, the Japanese yen is is tumbling right now. So this is one thing that sets apart what's happening from what was going on during the Jimmy Carter years, during mm-hmm. during the 70s, because dollar was plunging then against West Germany at the time, which was the mark was an influential currency in 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 Europe. Um And so so that's interesting. And, and that means there's economic weakness worldwide. Uh, essentially, right? You, you had COVID lockdowns in in other places. You got the war between Ukraine and and Russia that's going on as well. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's an inter- it, it's not apples and apples necessarily compared to what was happening the last time when what did he say? Rick Springfield and Blondie <laughs> were on the charts. Uh, all right, what else? A little, little bit before me. But, you know, I, I try and point that out, uh, but then we also see things like the gas prices in, in Lincoln, and now we're looking in Lincoln, trying to find someplace under $4, right? That's kind of the goal yeah, here. Right. 
when you're when you're trying to decide where to fill up prices well they're up and they're going to continue to go up so the national average day of four dollars and 32 cents is so close to our record high costco charges 20 cents less on average other retailers like walmart are also trying to entice americans with their cheaper gas announcing recently that walmart plus members will get 10 cents off per gallon at their over 14,000 gas stations it could be the push that someone needs to sign up for a membership when you look at the trajectory of these prices yeah i guess if you can you can calculate it out how much you're going to save for that whole thing i know walmart plus is kind of the competitor to amazon prime uh largely but amazon prime doesn't have a a gas component to it Mm -hmm. Uh, i i am looking at gas buddy right now and once you get past the the uh, essentially the bulk big box stores the sam's and the costco your best price in lincoln looks at looks like 395 395 right now what was the uh what were we at in in like 08 09 there i believe there was a time i think and you guys i thought it hit five at some point during that time you guys can correct me if i'm well, wrong on that, that, that but was, i thought it hit five that was a great time to be in high school and dating a girl in a different town yeah. and then going to college in 09 12 and a half about 12 hours away I, I want to say it hit five, but I could. I also, yeah, I also happen to live in the. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but I happen to live in the neighborhood of what I believe to be the most expensive gas station in all of Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> but it also happens to be the the closest one to where I live, so sometimes that yeah. seems to change that thing. But yeah, I see. I'm looking through Gas Buddy right now, and three ninety seven, three ninety seven, three ninety nine. Then you're into three ninety nine. I mean, take three gas stations you're getting up on the verge of four dollars so what we would do in college is there there's obviously there's plenty of places there um uh, just east of st louis in illinois illinois gas prices we would take a 20 minute drive to, really? to go get it made it 20, was worth it 30 cents cheaper gas in missouri yeah 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 that uh Huh, wow, it's crazy. The one I always see, the one I always see that always seems to be uh, good is if you're driving on the interstate from Lincoln to Omaha, that uh, first one. What, what what's that by that big antique store uh, that's out there on I eighty uh, at the same exit as that? Mm-hmm. That one always seems to be a little bit lower than everywhere else, but everybody's looking for that right now as well. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Oh, and then and that man, I I am just cheery today. Then those of you who have infants and are looking for baby formula, yeah, that has been a like we're we're obviously, we're past that stage. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of friends that are saying, "What in the heck is happening?" So, what if you don't know about this? You don't have an infant, you may not be aware of it, but uh, it is hard, and you are limited in terms of what you can get at retail right now. For baby formula. Walgreens, CVS, Target, and Costco among the major retailers limiting quantities, all citing a national shortage. Blamed on the closing of an Abbott Labs facility in Michigan, the possible source of contaminated formula. Several of the chains limiting purchases to three per person. Shortages are reported in more than half the states in the nation. Gary Baumgarten, Fox uh-huh. News. So add that on top of it. Fantastic. Uh, all right, what else do we have uh, going on here this morning? Oh, I, I, I touched on this yesterday. yesterday. This is something of a feel-good story, I suppose, um, that uh, Bono, the lead singer of U2, said uh, that he and the Edge of U2 were going to be doing a, a kind of a, 
a pop-up show in Ukraine mm-hmm. at the re- request of of Vladimir Zelensky and and they did that. You can you can see it now on YouTube. They did an acoustic show uh for Ukrainian military members and others who were there in a basically a subway station underground in Ukraine. Lead singer Bono and U2 guitarist The Edge performing for 40 minutes in a metro station converted into a makeshift bomb shelter in front of a crowd of about 100. The concert being shared across social media as the band performs songs such as With or Without You, as well as a cover of Benny King's Stand By Me, with the lyrics changed to Stand By Ukraine. U2 tweeting that President Zelensky invited them to perform as a show of solidarity with the Ukrainian people, while Bono told the audience that they were not just fighting for their own freedom but for all of those who love freedom mike gunzelman fox news right. i don't know about th- just throwing in ukraine and stand by me <laughs> all right never mind it's cool it's cool that they did that well i think in whether it's ukraine or just any concert people like when you can throw their yeah that's true i'm sure like went, for there they're talking yeah, about okay. a country I'll, yeah that's an unfair that's unfair so, someone comes and does a concert in lincoln and they say go big red crowd goes yeah. nuts Hello, Lincoln. Um, all right. Uh, Everyone loves when you find a way to reference the place that they're at. Now, we, of course, have been talking very right. extensively. There you go. Yeah, that was Barack Obama when he came to Omaha in like uh, 2007 or something yeah. like this. Go Red. I guess it have been 2011. <laughs> he said go he, Red. He, instead, he, he didn't throw the big in there. Um. We've, of course, been talking plenty about the elections that our state is holding today, primary elections. Uh, but because of, you know, Trump's involvement in this race and coming here, there's a decent amount of national eyes on this, too. That's always kind of a big, big media story is nationally is how Trump's endorsees do in races in 2022. Uh, and so we've got that, uh, the national media is taking a look at it. And then there's also a, a, a primary in West Virginia. So let's get a little bit of a view of uh, what, uh, when, you, when you hear national uh, journalists talk about what, uh, what they are looking at here with this election day. West Virginia has lost a congressional district. So in the second district, Congressman David McKinley is up against Congressman Alex Mooney. Mooney's backed by former President Trump. One of Nebraska's two districts is represented by Don Bacon. He is facing a Republican challenger, but there is a competitive Democratic primary. And some note, while Nebraska is a red state, this district went for President Biden in 2020. Trump has also endorsed Charles Herbster, a farming executive for Nebraska governor. Herbster has been accused by several women of sexual misconduct. He's denied the allegations and appears to be in a close race with University of Nebraska Regent Jim Pillen. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. All right. So uh, so there you go. Uh, let's see. Other thing. Oh, yeah. The uh, those of you watching the student loan forgiveness talk out of Washington, D.C., closely mm-hmm. um like i think a lot of people are watching it I, yeah I, whether, I, and here's the thing whether or not you believe it should be a thing if you have student loans you're not going to just not accept that forgiveness yeah. you know so ev- i think everyone's paying attention to it yeah well some democrats pushing president biden to cancel some or all of student loan debt still insist that it will cost nothing and all the president needs to do is use his executive pen to get it done 
But lawyers and economists say lawmakers are wrong about both of those things. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget says that even small-scale and targeted student debt cancellation would still cost taxpayers at least $230 billion. Seventy percent of that money would go to people who don't really need it. The White House has been grappling with this decision because they admit they don't know if it's legal and have been looking at outside legal experts to give them guidance. So one of the weird things about it is just that, and and I've talked about this before. I'm still I'm still paying student loan debt, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife and I will for for a while now. And um, you know, it's just sort of the arbitrary nature of like, okay, well, we paid it all these years, but now for our last X years, it could be potentially forgiven. Well, I, I thought you had said that you guys had like refinanced, well, and that's the together. other thing is yes, we consolidated yeah, our loans was, together, yeah. and yeah, re- refi. So I don't even know. So I don't. Think I haven't even, looked enough into this to see if you know we would even be eligible or not. Uh, because like you guys consolidated it with what would then be a private lender, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you guys wouldn't be eligible. Even. I I believe so. I, yeah, I I don't even know for sure. Then, I've just assumed we have. Well, and so there's we, a lot of people that have done that yeah. over the years. They get married and they just put it together. They find a good rate and right. So there's there's part of it where you're like, well, okay, but man, this would have had a totally different impact to my life had it happened at a a different time, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to right now. But let's let's say you're, let's say you're 25 years old right now, right? How right. much more are you paying attention yeah. to this than yeah. right now? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right. Oh yeah, this. Have you been following this uh, manhunt from the Alabama escape prisoner? What even happened there? Well, well, let's let's uh, get more on exactly what did happen. The nationwide search for a former Alabama corrections officer and escaped inmate ends in a car wreck in Indiana. The inmate Casey White, who was slightly injured, gave himself up, but police say that Vicky White shot herself in the head, dying in a hospital a short time later. Vicky White allegedly helped the convict escape after reportedly engaging in a romantic relationship with him that lasted years. Her former boss says, despite the circumstances, the community will mourn her death. U.S. Marshals say they were tipped off by an Indiana car wash owner who recognized the fugitives on his surveillance video. Casey White remains in custody this morning in Indiana after surrendering at the scene. Wow. Okay. So they got all the way up to Indiana. I saw the note about them being supposedly seen at a car wash, and yeah, it ended shortly thereafter yesterday. So... It's, isn't it i don't know the 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 dynamics between these situations where it feels like around the country you often have these deals where an officer corrections officer gets romantically involved mm-hmm. in some form or another with a with an inmate and it turns into something like this happens at a, a, a I mean, I suppose it's obvious to to figure out some of the dynamics that are happening right there. But nonetheless, it seems like it does happen somewhat frequently. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, that is it for our sound off today. It is 6.54. Uh, we got Joe Jordan coming up in 15 minutes, your morning drive. A little under an hour from right now, a little bit later in the show. Jason Ball from Lincoln Chamber and John Baylor. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 659, 65 degrees in the capital city. Who wants to be a stillionaire? Maybe you do. That means you can win 5000 bucks at KLIN.com. All you need to do is get online and get entered for that $5,000 sweepstakes. And don't forget, KLIN listeners, get a Mayomi Pinot Noir wine for just fifteen ninety nine when you ask for the Jack and Friends deal at the still. Just make sure and tell them. 
Jack sent you. All right, we're back with Joe Jordan after the break. 65 degrees, cloudy skies. It is 7 o'clock on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, 7-Eleven, welcome in LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Election Day is here, and shoot, Caleb, 12 hours from now, we're just going to be going on the air again for uh, LNK tonight. Yeah, with we'll be back. Jack and Friends, and even more friends, as uh, we'll be joined in our team coverage by the KLIN newsroom, by Commander Jack, who will have done a two-hour drive time Lincoln this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Haruza will join us as part of our team coverage. And tell you what, you, 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 I mean, you can, you, I guess you can just watch TV or go to the internet and watch the returns come in and, and refresh, or you can have analysis, discussion, and entertainment throughout an immediate reaction you know how i am when i react to things i, I lose my mind i get that, that's uh, that, accurate yeah. it, so I, I don't know why you wouldn't listen to our election coverage brought to you by lincoln coin and bullion tonight so that'll be go on from five o'clock with the beginning of drive time lincoln all the way till 10 o'clock or you know let's let's not do the burn in the midnight oil thing with the results if possible guys that's that's what I would like, and I think uh, our next guest, Joe Jordan, would probably like that too. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good, Jack. I'm not sure we'll, you'll know by ten o'clock, but hopefully by eleven ish, I would hope. Oh, Joe, come on! <laughs> oh man, we're doing an all nighter, Caleb. Bring your jammies. We'll... So eleven o'clock is an all nighter for you. <laughs> I don't know. It's like three hours past my bedtime. Yeah, I so. don't know. We will. Uh, we'll. We'll. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, boy. It is, um, it, 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 we were, we went through, uh, sort of our different guesses, uh, on the morning show here about what happens today in the, in the GOP primary for governor. Is there, I, I still don't know. There, there wasn't a consensus in the room, by the way, when we were, we were kind of just predicting who we, who we thought was going to win it. Does it still strike you just on whatever? information that is out there for you to to see and all of us to see that this is still something we're really going into where there's no real consensus on what is going to happen tonight with the results the reason there's so much unknown is because of the undecided vote which the campaigns are basically still raging maybe anywhere between 15 and 20 percent going into today's vote because people are basically walking in walking in today and voting trying to make a, a, a last moment, forget last minute, last moment decision on who they're going to vote for. It's very clear from the campaigns that the Herbster campaign thinks it's 
Herbster versus Pillen. The Pillen campaign thinks it's Pillen versus Herbster. They have basically moved Lindstrom off the ability to pull this thing off. What Lindstrom has to hope for is that of those 8,000 uh, independents and, uh, and Democrats, mostly Democrats, that have switched parties to vote in the Republican primary, that he gets uh, the, you know, the vast majority of that 8,000 votes, and that's enough to overcome his, his, his falling down in the polls, because the polls, we believe, are polling you know, G, likely GOP voters. Are they, I can't believe they're polling you know, Democrats who are going to be switching parties. I, I don't know. I, that would be a crazy polling operation. Yeah, that's true. So Lindstrom, Lindstrom has to hope that those votes all go his way. The great, the great irony there, of course, is for, for Lindstrom to win, he needs Democrats to support him in, in a Republican you know, primary in a highly red state pretty crazy. Yeah. But it's very clear from, from the comments that were made yesterday, uh, Governor Ricketts, when he was speaking on behalf of Jim Pillen across the state, his stop in Omaha for one, he talked about, here's Jim Pillen, the good guy, and here's Charles Herbster, the bad guy. He never never brought up Lindstrom's name. And if you look at the, the ads over the past 10 days or so, it's been conservative Nebraska hitting uh, Mr. Herbster, Herbster hitting Pillen, uh, Pillen hitting Herbster. Lindstrom has sort of fallen out of that. We got to knock this guy down because he's getting too close. Uh, his star seems to have shown a bit too early, according to the campaigns uh, that, we, that we've been looking hmm. at. We'll see if that, that actually is the case. I'm, I'm looking at some other elections, Joe, uh, G- GOP primaries, Governor, just to kind of get a sense, give me some frame of reference when I'm, when I'm talking uh, about it tonight. I, 2014 may be the most instructive to look at in terms of what it took to win, and that, for people who can't remember, was when Pete Ricketts uh, became the governor of Nebraska at the end of that general election. But he's going up against John Bruning, Bo McCoy, uh, Mike Foley, Tom Carlson were all in that. Brian Sloan was in that race too. Um, Ricketts Ricketts won that. That was more of even more of a four way race than a three way race. But Ricketts won that twenty six point four eight percent fifty about fifty eight thousand votes to Bruning's twenty five point four percent fifty five thousand votes. I take a look back at the Osborne he- uh, Heineman year, and that was fifty uh, percent for Heineman, forty four percent, about one hundred thirty eight thousand votes to one hundred twenty one thousand votes there and so we're probably somewhere in between those two for the percentage that it's going to take to to win this thing but it it looks like somebody could could win this joe maybe with 30 percent that might be that might be around the number don't you think i think 30 percent is is roughly the number you ever take a point or two either way and it's because the race is basically boiled down to, to three individuals uh teresa thibodeau is going to get some number of votes uh uh, low side probably three, high side probably seven or eight. Uh, so depending on you know, and then everybody's wondering, you know, well, well not everybody. I mean, people that are <laughs> into this thing, they're wondering where, you know, what votes, who, she, who, whose vote is she stealing if she, if you're voting for Teresa Thibodeau, mm. uh, is it, is it a Lindstrom vote out of the Omaha area that that, that he would have gotten? Mm. Uh, she, you know, was it, uh, was, was that a Pillin vote that went her way? No, nobody really knows. But uh, because but she's going to get some number of votes that will probably, depending on who wins and by how much they win, you could say, well, that person would have voted for, you know, Pillen. Pillen would have won. That person would have voted for 
you know, uh, Herbster, Herbster would have won. So there's, there's you know, you, the further down the ballot you go, those numbers become important because uh, Teresa Thibodeau is going to be stealing votes, quote unquote, from somebody at the top. Yeah. Do you, is there any, do you have any interest in your curiosity about what, how many people end up still checking Jeff Fortenberry's name on their ballot? Yes. Yes. I do have a curiosity Why? about that. Well, because, uh, and, I, and I don't think it's going to be a great number because I would, be, I, I, I'd like to believe that the people that are voting today, uh, given it's only going to, you know, I mean, it, first of all, isn't it amazing that they're talking about 35% being a record turnout in a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, really? Yeah, I know. I threw that number. I was like, well, okay, isn't that? But they're like, well, that's the Secretary of State said that. I or 27. Yeah, I think they're comparing it to that Osborne Heineman year um, in terms of in terms of possible numbers. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. agreed. Yeah. So but so I would like to believe that the people that are going into the into the booth know that Jeff Fortenberry is his name is there, but voting for him is irrelevant. Uh, but there now does that mean some people are going to vote for him because they still think he's a great guy and he and he got wronged? Ceremonial vote, yeah. But uh, but then are there people that are going to vote for Jeff Fortenberry because they're so familiar with the Fortenberry name? They must they think he's still in Congress. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean they've seen his name on the ballot every year since two thousand four. So exactly, uh, old habits exactly. die hard, I suppose. Hey, it, give me a little bit. The one race that we have not followed um, real closely here because most of our a lot of our listening area is not uh, represented. But uh, the the Don Bacon seat, but on the on the Democratic side, where you've got uh, State Senator Tony Vargas and you've got Alicia Shelton. Uh, who are running for that spot in in what will you know if history is any indicator what will probably be a very competitive general election uh, likely against don bacon what's what's uh, happened in that that democratic primary there well the general consensus uh, or conventional wisdom i guess is that vargas is going to win tonight largely because he's just had a whole lot more money to spend in the primary than alicia shelton uh, i think i think the democratic party in general, would be happy with either candidate, but it would appear that that Vargas and his campaign have been able to put together a better organization uh, and funding more TV, more radio, uh, more media than uh, than Alicia Shelton's been able to. Uh, going and then and then the winner, of course, faces Don Bacon, who's got some nominal opposition in the uh, in his primary. Mm-hmm. But but the the question I have about that whole race is actually not this year because I really don't know a lot of things would have to if, if, if it, whether it's Vargas or Shelton, either one would need a lot of things to break in their favor to pull off a win over Don Bacon in the fall. Because as we all know, historically the, you know, this is the year when, when the incumbent party gets, you know, blasted in, in, in the congressional races. So, so you've got an incumbent Republican, He's, Don Bacon's going to be pretty tough to beat. It, it, it's not going to be. A, he's not going to blow anybody out. It's not going to be you know sixty forty, but he'll you know he should be able to win by four or five points, given the, the history that we know of, of this district and and the history of the national elections in the in the off year. The question I have is, if, whether it's Vargas or Shelton, are are they are either or both committed to basically a four year campaign? Because that's when they could probably steal the seat back. Would be in 2024 mm. the presidential race. You've got more Democrats traditionally, almost and, and historically, vote better in the presidential races than they do in the in the non-presidential years. That's the year that Bacon could be vulnerable 
of course, that assumes that Bacon runs for re-election in 2024. Because yeah. uh, he's talked about not, not leaving Congress, but he's always said, you know, he, he didn't get into this for the long term. Well, it's, you know, it's been a few years now, and mm-hmm. we'll see how long he wants to be in it. Yeah, it does seem like you'll have people who, who come close in that race, uh, especially from the Democratic side, run again. I feel like that's happened a few times for that seat, so maybe that's something that you see again here. And then last but not least, uh, back to the gubernatorial race. I know you uh, you uh, wrote and, and did some TV stuff on kind of the latest the latest place that the commercials in the GOP gubernatorial primary went, and that has to do with beauty pageants. So here we are in the last few days talking about uh, a beauty pageants here at this point. Um, is there anything, I, I mean, is there any more background on on this other than that Herbster was at beauty pageants? Is there anything else to this? Uh, are there any accusations you know of related to them? It's hard to find an ad that I can remember recent in memory that had more innuendo uh, attached to it than than this ad because uh, it's never, there's nothing specific. It just that it was basically here's all these possibilities of the, that this guy did, and then and then you know yesterday when I had a chance to ask Governor Ricketts about it because the you know the the, the ad is paid for by conservative. Uh, Nebraska, which Ricketts has acknowledged he contributes to. And, you know, I mean, he, he, I almost got the feeling that when I asked the question, he was hoping he was going to get asked the question because he took off. And basically, basically, he said, you know, that he thinks that Herbster's role in these beauty pageants is weird. Yeah. He used the word. He weird. used that word. I saw but, that. But, but we, you look at that ad, and Jack, I mean, I've talked to plenty of people about. It. I mean, that's that ad is basically accusing Charles Herbster of being a dirty old man. That's really what the ad. It doesn't say it, but boy, that's what the that's what they want you to think. Oh man, um, boy, here we are. Here we are. Not a day too soon, with votes being cast in the next uh, half hour, forty five minutes live, uh, Joe. It'll be it'll be very interesting. And and just just in fairness. Mr. Herbster has, you know, denies it. They say the ad's untrue. In fact, uh, one of the one of the, the uh, contestants in the in the ad contacted me yesterday. Uh, she's she was 19, 18 at the time that her picture was taken. Her picture is in the in the commercial. She's her and her mom aren't happy about that. They want her take it. They want her picture taken out of it. Oh. They say that Mr. Herbster never did anything inappropriate. Uh, and then they and they say the ad is totally untrue. So here we are. All right. All right, here we are. Hey, Joe, thank you. Have a good day. We'll uh, we'll talk again soon, all right? Have fun tonight, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. 724 on KLIN. 1499.3 KLIN is bringing you election coverage from 6 to 10 tonight. Presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Serving Lincoln and the surrounding areas since 2006. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, let's get it started on the morning drive with number five. Primary election day polls open in about 20 minutes. And Nebraska Republicans set to nominate a candidate for governor in a primary race that's turned very bitter. Contest has been upended in recent weeks after a leading candidate, Charles Herbster, who was endorsed by President Trump, was accused of groping at least eight women over the last few years. Charles Herbster denies the allegations. The GOP primary to replace Governor Pete Ricketts features eight other candidates. Uh, Herbster, Jim Pellin, Brett Lindstrom, the three leading candidates. And joining Nebraska in its own primary today, West Virginia, a congressional race there between two GOP incumbents. They, they actually lost a seat in the uh, in the House. <laughs> so two sitting Congress. Two sitting uh, congressmen. Go against each other. Yep. Two incumbents for one spot. For one spot. Um, yeah. That, that, too, will be a, a, a chance to see how well President Trump's endorsements play out. And we'll have full coverage of the West Virginia primaries tonight on K. Well, with Nebraska updates. That, 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 that's fo- that follows our Nebraska updates. That's kidding. from 10 to 11, right? We will, uh, no, we, uh, we will have full election Actually, coverage for you tonight here on KLIN. are open in West Virginia. It's true. Uh, so we'll, we'll get started with Drive Time Lincoln Commander Jack. He's going to extend his show to 7. Then we're going to bring in the entire LNK today. LNK today, tonight with Jack and Friends and the newsroom team uh, for full election coverage going from 7 until whenever whenever we cut it off tonight we will we will see about that you know it's interesting mark we've talked very i mean obviously we've covered every every angle of this race so far but it is interesting to see just today as i'm prepping for the show um you know national shows on tv looking at some of the stories nationally there is about as much national attention on a nebraska gop primary that uh, or or any kind of a gubernatorial primary than there's ever been um, there is a big focus nationally on this today. It's popping up on all my national show prep today. And the obvious reason is because you've got Donald Trump involved. Absol- and, absolutely. And and, and, and and he did very well in last week's primaries. I believe all of his endorsed candidates won. Right. And we'll see how that uh, plays out because he is still uh, a, 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 a tremendous force within the Republican ranks. Yeah, it, and and if and we we kind of went around the horn this morning, beginning of the show, and just if we had to if we had to put a guess down who won, uh, two two said Herbster, I I said yep. Pillen uh, when I was guessing, but you know if if Herbster does pull this off, boy, it does. It's it's hard not to look at it as an affirmation of uh, Trump's christening power, essentially, in, in this whole thing, and and. The ability to make a candidate like that going up a candidate who has the full vocal and financial support of the existing fairly popular governor in the state of Nebraska right now. And a good portion of the Republican uh, hierarchy. Right. And a good portion. Because it's not the the interesting thing about this is it's not like there is, I, I don't think, widespread among Republicans in the state a lot of animus toward 
Pete Ricketts necessarily. I, I mean, I think he's for the most part relatively popular within the within the vote the, the Republican voters for Nebraska. But when it comes to to picking a candidate, like, like I don't know. I wonder if if the people who are very dedicated to Herbster, if they've got critiques of the Ricketts administration that is motivating this at all, or if it's just about outsider Trump, those sorts of things, and you'd be okay with either of the the results, but it's more about what's happened during the the campaign, that sort of thing. Well, That'd be an interesting exit poll question. It, it would be, although I think if you go back to uh, Ricketts' first run, how close that primary was, yeah. you know, I'm not sure that the the um, Ricketts as the individual received as much support uh, statewide, but the fact that he was the nominee, uh, that yes, they then got behind him. I'm, but just showing how close that one was, I'm a little hesitant to go as far as say that all Nebraskans are. Fair enough, but I mean, after the, the there's eight years of eight sure. years of yes. being governor, and, since and he's, then. he's done good things for the state. Now, yeah, it, it is interesting to go back to that 2014 primary that you mentioned because that was probably the closest thing that we've got to what we're seeing this year in terms of the number of viable candidates. Now there were there were four candidates in 2014 who got over forty thousand votes. Um, Ricketts won it with 57,000 votes, almost 58,000 votes at 26%. I've, I kind of forgot this, though. John Bruning was only only 2,200 votes away yep. from Pete Ricketts. Very close. That year. And then you had Bo McCoy, another 10,000 behind Bruning. And Mike Foley was just a couple thousand behind Bo McCoy. Um, boy, what a different what a different world we might be living in. Uh, had had a few of those votes changed hands, or you had nine thousand Democrats coming over and voting Republican. Yeah, it would have been that year, which I I doubt that you did. Maybe you did that. I don't. And, and it, just a added note, I understand that Bo McCoy is actually a marketing guy now for uh, Unkland Companies. Oh, really? Well, he was uh, he was Herbster's guy. I mean, that race is the genesis of a lot of what we're yes. seeing today. Yes, to be honest, it definitely is. Number four. Another legal filing in the Slama Herbster, Herbster Slama suit, countersuit. This one yesterday, uh, as I understand it, what it had something to do with a protective order that Herbster had asked yeah. for. And this was the, uh, the filing to counter that. Yeah, uh, basically, I mean, the, 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 the response from Slama was saying this protective order essentially is a, a gag order to keep the attorneys, Slama's attorneys, from doing the communications that they need to, um, what they call the, the prejudicial effects of the media war that Herbster is is way, um, way, waging against her right now. So they're saying essentially, and it's a big long thing, but now, so now you've got a, a an argument essentially about whether or not there should be a protective order restricting some of the public comments that are made by Slama or her representatives and then this all comes down you now have a hearing that is set on this for june 3rd so there there is a there is a hearing that is set for june 3rd at this point they didn't do the deposition a few days ago that was scheduled herbster wasn't there and so this whole thing the legal side of this now obviously is going to play out post gop primary to the extent that it actually does we'll see 
what happens. It, and if Herbster wins, it could all go away. Maybe. Probably not, but it I could. mean, Herbster could, could take his out of there, but Slama's got a countersuit, so you can't just... That that would still... She would have to dis, dismiss. Excuse me, dismiss that, too, for the whole sure. thing to uh, go away. So, yeah, that could play out while... while uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a fascinating thing if Herbster wins this thing, is that you've got a, a, a whole bunch of the Republican establishment who is still going to be supporting a lawsuit counter lawsuit against him making some serious allegations to him when you're also trying to galvanize the Republican Party behind the candidate who could be Herbster at that point. That's why I continue to say if, if Herbster wins this thing it's going to be a crazy summer and fall in terms of how this whole thing goes down. It's the other two, continuation of the spring. The other two, yeah, you know, probably not so much. I'll probably feel like a lot of those other years. Number three. Some good news uh, this morning from and for the community. This is awesome. First Plymouth Church started a program this Lent called Just Neighbors. What they're doing is raising money to retire medical debt for people in the community. They began March 6th, and they'll continue till Easter 2023. All plate offerings went to retiring neighbors' medical debts. It was announced this week that uh, what started just a few thousand dollars a few weeks ago has grown to more than 200000 Wow. Uh, and and they are awesome. simply uh, retiring that debt. That is so cool. Yeah, they're they're working with a with a local company um and and finding out people in the community that do have this medical debt and and going through and where they can. Now they're able to when they 200,000, they can do a lot more and they're going to continue to do this. But I'd just like to say what a great way uh what a great way by First Plymouth to to put on display the the concept of grace with no strings attached with nothing else and what a huge impact that's got to have for so many people i hope they get they're going to keep doing this throughout lent shoot i hope they get up to a million bucks i mean let's well, they, they could this easily huge, do that or well, more. the rate they're going yeah i mean there's got to be some very generous donations that have been happening from whether within the congregation or or somewhere else i i don't know what it is but I can't say enough how um, I think what a great way um, for a, for a church to interact with the community this is by by first Plymouth. Yep. and salute them. It's in, great. Interesting story in the Journal Star goes into a lot of detail of, of especially of the uh, senior pastor and one other pastor there that kind of uh, developed and shepherded this program. Yep. Uh, uh, Jim Keck, who you've heard I, I, we've heard with Stu Kearns um, yep. several times on on Our his uh, friendly fire. weekend show, and then uh, uh, Reverend Juan Carlos Huertas, who also is. Uh, now here in Lincoln with with First Plymouth, so this is great. But yeah, keep it going through Easter 2023. I wonder how much medical debt there is in the city of city of Lincoln. I have no idea, but man, it's got to be significant. People just get a letter. Yeah, the Plymouth, uh, as I understand it, they're working with this debt collection agency. They screen the people. They don't tell First Plymouth who it is or anything. Uh, once they you know, feel like they can do it. They pay it off, and they just get a letter from the dele- uh, from the debt collection agency that says, uh, First Plymouth paid your debt." Yeah, it is. Uh, it's really cool. Very cool. So, shout out to everybody involved uh, with that. And First Plymouth, great job here. And hopefully, we'll have more of that. Can I add a uh, two and a half before we get to the next one? Yeah. Terrence Bud Crawford's daughter was just the play of the day on Good Morning America. Okay. It, if you, it, if you it, haven't seen the video, yeah, uh, Boxer Bud Crawford from Omaha. 
His daughter, I don't know how old she is. Seven-year-old seven uh, Talaya in the 200 meters. They did a they did a race in a like a young kids track meet event, and her shoe falls off right out of the starting gates. She stops, puts her shoe back on. Well, it's a 200. Run, she had to run back and get her. She shoe. She had to run back and get her show. But and this is a 200 meter, Caleb. So this isn't like uh you know six times around the track or something. <laughs> and she comes back from behind after putting her shoe back on and winning the thing. I saw the video and I didn't realize it was Bud Crawford's daughter. Ne- neither had I the first yeah. time I had seen it. But the more I've seen it shared, it's yeah, it's Bud Crawford's yeah, daughter. And it was the Good Morning America play of the day from here in Nebraska. Ooh, she can run. <laughs> Holy cow! She's a little athletic. Yeah, <laughs> you should see. I mean, you you. Know good runners. The, the, the when you see track runners that don't look like they're trying, but they they look like they're trying less hard uh-huh. than the other people they're going against, but they're moving faster. You know you've got. She was floating special. just to catch up, just awesome. floating. It was nice. Yep. Number two. Speaking of athletes, the ability of college athletes to monetize name, image, likeness trickling down into the high school ranks. Seven states now allow prep athletes to sign deals, NIL deals. School principals in Ohio began voting May 1st to determine whether the Buckeye State will become the eighth. In New York City, two top-ranked basketball standouts in the 2024 college recruiting class say they'll use the money they make from NIL deals to help their families. Well... And you've got uh, some NIL deals for high school athletes here in Nebraska, here in Lincoln. I I, I know. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Caleb, because I think a lot of people say, "Oh my goodness, we've got high school students who are, you know, trying to trying to make bank already on, on playing high school sport." Well, we've got a little bit of this in Lincoln, but I will tell you what, and I know a, a few of them because they're, you know, I've got a, a son who's classmates with them. Um, but there's there's a couple of these where you've got high school kids who are using that stuff, whether it's selling T-shirts, whether it's working with local businesses, um, those sorts of things, and they're using it to do good with the mm-hmm. with the proceeds. And you know, I, I, Malachi Coleman at, at East, he's he's been out there for a lot of things. He's done a lot of that, put on camps for kids. He's been doing T-shirts, uh, working with Nick at Muchachos to do some stuff. Uh, Sam Capos, who's a really a really great yep. uh, track athlete, track and field athlete, plays football too. And he also dives. He, yeah, <laughs> and he dives, he's a diver. It's weird to see him. So I want to shout out those guys because they. And I know there's more in Lincoln. Those yeah. are the ones I know of because they're they're my son's friends. But right. yeah. Um, it, it's it's really cool. So before we, but it's here. It's before here we in the jump state. on it as being so far the the news, the things that have happened here in Lincoln have been kids who are interested in their community yes. and the causes who are around it, and that's something they haven't been able to do before. And the and, and the other thing I'll say, I know we got to go, but the other thing I'll say is, you know, for, like the volleyball team, they also had a free free camp for girls around the state, mm-hmm. the Nebraska volleyball team. Yep. And my daughter went to it and the line, you had people who drove from all over to come to this thing. And they were able to do that because of of NIL and these agreements. So there there is a ton there's another side to this that is really yeah. good. Yes. And and the girls got to interact and um, with the, the volleyball team and it was a it was a really cool thing that they wouldn't have been able mm-hmm. to do otherwise. There's so. a lot of helping there- out student athletes at high school and collegiate level while also being community give back driven. Yes. Yeah. And there, there's college Husker players too on for all the sports who yep. have done those things too. So number one. Andy Warhol's forty inch square uh, painting, Shot Sage Blue Maryland, iconic Marilyn Monroe portrait, recently sold Christie's auction house, brought in a cool one hundred and ninety five million. Oh my gosh. 
Unbelievable. I would have paid that for an NFT of it, but not the real thing. I guess yeah, you're going to have to get me that NFT. On this thing. My which those prices goodness. are plummeting, by the way. All right. 7.55. We'll take a break. That's your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, it is 8-11. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends. 66 degrees. Cloudy skies on this election day. And yes, the polls are now officially, in-person polls, are now officially open. So wear your I Voted Today sticker loud and proud. They still give those out, right? They still give those out. So you can... uh, you can grab one of those today. And then wear it when you're listening to KLIN's coverage tonight of election night results. We will start at 5 o'clock this afternoon with Drive Time Lincoln Commander Jack. He's going to take you all the way to 7. And then we're uh, we're going to get the whole family together at 7. Uh, afternoon show, morning show. Uh, we're going to bring Tim Herza in, who does a great job on election night, kind of uh, responding to the immediacy uh, of of the results, and so he's going to be in studio with us as well tonight, and we will take you throughout the night. First results at 8, then we'll have a couple of sets of results after that, probably a little bit after 10 o'clock as well, and see if we have a winner by the time the night is over. In the meantime, we'll have discussions, interviews, analysis, probably some laughs and some entertainment. Uh, it's the best place to get your election coverage tonight, and we want to thank Lincoln, Coin, and Bullion for being our sponsor for election night coverage in 2023. Uh, Jason Ball now joining us from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Uh, good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? I am fantastic, Jack. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We, we Listen, we, we, we finally have an opportunity to <laughs> talk non-election stuff for a little while. It's been a, uh, it's been a crazy <laughs> few weeks, so, yeah. so that is good. Um, so I, I know one of the thing that the uh, that that the chambers down there have been a lot of places um, that have been involved in in different things are trying to connect job seekers to to careers essentially and and you know during the pandemic uh, even before you got here I know there were a lot of drive through job fairs a lot of those things going on that had some real significant success and we've got another one of those coming up here a little bit in May tell us about the uh, the uh, opportunity LNK community and career expo yeah, well, you know, spring and summertime is a, is an important period for employers to connect with uh, prospective employees. We want to do everything we can to uh, facilitate those connections and collisions. So part of that 
is uh, working with the Opportunity L&K Group. Um, it's, it's, it's a job fair and career expo, a community and career expo. It's going to be this Thursday, May 19th from 3 to 7 p.m. So if you or a child of yours or a friend of yours or a neighbor of yours uh, is, is looking for a, a job opportunity, come check this out again Thursday, May 19th uh, from 3 to 7 uh, p.m. It's going to be at Catholic Social Services uh, at uh, 2241 O Street. Um, we have 35 employers that are participating uh, from uh, anywhere from manufacturing, uh, professional employment, youth employment opportunities, healthcare, construction. We've got a, a very diverse array of uh, industries, and we're just we're just trying to help employers connect with people to hire and, and help connect people with that next opportunity in their career. Uh, I, I like this uh, idea in particular because I have uh, I have had the discussion with a teenager at my house about about getting jobs during the summer, yeah. and uh, you know the it, it, it uh, that'd be a great opportunity to be able to go and and in, instead of just browsing around online and and that sort of thing um, for for somebody who's looking for a summer job that'll probably be something they'll need in the next few weeks. To to, to jump in there right away. so um, It's a huge opportunity. There, there, by the way, will be food there for free. Uh, there's, there's no cost to participate for, for job seekers. Just, just come and check out opportunities uh, that you might be looking for for the next days in your career. And I, I'm, I'm curious, Jason, what kind of a sense, because you overlay this on, obviously, what is continuing to happen where you do have a lot of places still have now hiring signs that are up and that they're, they're, they're looking for people. I think that's eased a bit from where it was a few months ago, but we're still there. Where are we kind of at in, in this community right now with that, with that balance of people who are looking for jobs and companies that are needing to hire people right now? Well, Jack, there's still no doubt that we've got more jobs available than we have uh, people seeking jobs. And just like the, the, the state of Nebraska, that ratio is about two to one. We've got two jobs available for every uh, one person that's looking. Um, and so, so it is tough. Uh, it's been a challenging environment, I think, for employers. They have found ways to um, automate the efficiency uh, in, in a retail and restaurant. Sometimes they're choosing specific hours to be open and, and to not be open at that time. Um, and the, the, the challenge with all this, as we've talked on the air before, is this is the same situation that the entire nation is facing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while this is certainly deeply felt in Lincoln, and it is a challenge for employers, it's, it's the same challenge you're going to hear from employers in every other city in America right now. Um, the pace of our economic growth is just outpacing our ability to, to fuel that with a new population, a new workforce. So we're going to have to have, a, I think, a dialogue as a country here soon about um, where are we going to find those people? How are we going to plug those gaps? Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, and, and that becomes an issue of the, maybe an unintended benefit, though, for people who, who are looking for jobs is you can, you know, you can find something that's good for you um, and that, that you like right now. And I think that's part of the reason why, why you get where you are, because people have, have moved to that situation. So, you know, I know that that doesn't solve all the problems, but that is one of the side effects of it, I suppose. Um, that might be a positive thing for people. 
Um, well, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt. If, if you're a job seeker or if you're a graduate coming into this market, yeah. you are going to have choices and opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing for those folks. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, okay, so so uh, speaking of, of uh, being a graduate, being a graduate soon and, and thinking about where you locate, this is an interesting program. I remember talking to, to Wendy about this over the last several years, um, which is, it's, it's called My Turn, but this is a basically a, a a program that is designed as i understand it for interns who are in in the capital city during the summer doing internship work to kind of engage them and and maybe make them uh help them think about lincoln as a long-term destination tell us a little bit about this yeah so it's a program that we call my turn uh and that's m-y-t-e-r-n my turn um, and, and a lot of folks uh, might be surprised that the chamber runs an internship engagement uh, program, and, and we're often asked, well, why, why would a chamber even do that? Um, we know if you're a summer intern in Lincoln, whether you uh, grew up here, grew up in the state of Nebraska, or came from outside of Nebraska, if you're here for a summer internship, if all that your experience of Lincoln and that internship is defined by going to work, having a great experience with your employer, but then going home and, uh, you know, watching Netflix or something, you're not going to have stickiness about coming back to that community. Um, so my turn is intentionally focused on creating uh, uh, social relationships, broadening networks for interns that are going through that program and getting them out into our community so they can see all the benefits of what it's like to to live in, in Lincoln. And we know that those interns are more likely to, once they graduate, accept a, a full-time uh, position and come back to Lincoln uh, in, in the future. Hmm. Um, so this year, we're going to have another 300 interns uh, participating uh, in the engagement program. We're kicking off here June 16th uh, with a tailgate at, at Haymarket Park. And it's just, it's just to help create that that stickiness for someone's willingness to come back to the community. Well, because I would, I would guess in some of these, if internships still run the same way, that some of them may lead to to job offers for the place where where they're interning, and then right away you've got a decision to make. Right? Is this some place that that I want to stay around? And and you're essentially kind of arming them with, hey, here's what the city has to offer in case this this comes up, and this is a decision for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. We we know that. Uh, Look, we know employers are going to be sending job offers at the end of these internships, and that's why an internship program is so uh, important mm-hmm. for employers. They get a nice, uh, low-key look at what someone would potentially be like to add to their team. So they're a very powerful tool. But, again, if you've got a friend that lives in another city uh, in, a, in another state, um, you're going to look at a job opportunity in that community just a little bit more uh, seriously than if you're in a city all by yourself and you don't have anything to do um, after work. And so we know this program has been uh, an important part of our, our workforce programming portfolio for a long time. I'm very excited to kick it off here coming up this summer. And then uh, a couple of things coming up, too. I know you guys have Tom Lorenz uh, from uh, he's Pinnacle Bank Arena's general manager. I've had him on the show many, many times. He's going to be at the Face the Chamber event. And, and I assume talking a little bit about the, the concert industry, the event industry uh, for Pinnacle Bank Arena and, and, and Pinewood Bowl and those sorts of things. But it, it would appear, Jason, um, and, and I'm kind of curious your take on this, but like, you know, if you would have told me even, even after the original arena was built in, in 2013 and, and, uh, or shortly thereafter that in one month in Lincoln, you would bring Elton John, Snoop Dogg and Clint Black 
all within the period of like two and a half weeks to Lincoln. Yep. I mean, it's anecdotal, but it, it feels like things are, are pretty healthy there right now in that industry in Lincoln, Nebraska. Is that your read, kind of kind of taking a look at this uh, and what the arena's pulling in in, in Pinewood Bowl since you've been here? Absolutely. Uh, look, there's no doubt that after being on kind of a low boil in the background for, for two years now, this whole industry nationally is ready to come back. Yeah. Um, and, and I give credit to Tom and his team and, and the event planners that are bringing these shows uh, to Lincoln. Obviously, uh, they are, are, are working really, really well. Um, I cannot wait to, to have Tom uh, speak with our membership here this Wednesday at, at Face the Chamber. Um, if no one asks the question, I'm going to want to know, hey, tell me, Tom, what was Snoop Dogg really like? <laughs> uh, that's the question I think everyone needs to hear uh, Tom Lorenzo answer. But, um, look, it's it's been such a huge success. And, and I want to point back to, you know, the, the Pinnacle Bank Arena vote was a, a difficult vote. It took a lot of people um, advocating, um, telling, telling their friends in the community why they felt strongly that this was a good uh, investment uh, for the community. And you, you fast forward to now, and even through the pandemic, we are still eight and a half years ahead on uh, payments on the debt for Pinnacle Bank Arena. We obviously are seeing a very active spring and summer season uh, there. I have no doubt that that's going to continue. And so these, these big community investments are so important. But now that it's been 10 years, it's easy to feel like, well, this was always there. It wasn't. It took, it took intention and thought from a group of leaders in the community to really push that forward. And uh, the reason why I bring that up, Jack, is we're going to have to wrestle with that again in the future. Um, mm-hmm. We've got water security issues coming up, uh, more transportation needs, obviously a housing market. It's going to take some, some difficult conversations and, and uh, challenging the status quo to, to make sure we're preparing for the next 10 years uh, in Lincoln, just like leaders 10 years ago did for Pinnacle Bank Arena. All right, Jason, I, I got to run. Great conversation. Appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to joining you, uh, joining uh, you joining us, I should say, down the road again. All right, have a good one. Sounds good. Thanks, Jack. There you go, Bye. Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Say twenty four. We'll take a break. Telling K today with Jack and friends. Sports is next on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at klin.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Waking babies in the North Bottoms and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska volleyball, John Baylor. All right, welcome in. Fire up, as he says. 
Jets. For the Jack Attack, Mr. John Jack Attack. Baylor. Election Day. Election Fire Day. Excite. You're uh, welcome back tonight for our hey. uh, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. or I later extravaganza of election coverage Can't wait tonight. for the weed board results. <laughs> Who's going to get <laughs> it this year? The weed board. Exactly. It's got it. Listen, the weed board is too embroiled in the culture wars yeah, right now. I don't. Th- I just want them to stick to weeds, right? <laughs> all culture wars all the time. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it matters what the weed board thinks about CRT. I just want them to take I'm, care of the noxious weeds. I'm sure there are people who believe they, they, it does matter. <laughs> That's what they are, I'm convinced of. Oh my gosh. Where, oh. Do, where do they stand on the ballot initiative? <laughs> Unclear. The weed. <laughs> what? The it's, it's too confusing. What, a, what about aid to the contrast? Let's find out. <laughs> One final day. I'm going to miss the commercials. Boy. Oh, will you? Well, uh, whenever I want to feel good about my life and society in general, I just start watching some of these political commercials and things change. In One a hurry. of the fun wow. things about it is I'll be able to do a radio show again uh, instead of being the the break between gubernatorial commercials. Don't you feel dirty, though, watching these commercials? You just feel ugh, like, yeah. how how far have we fallen? Yeah, is this man, really? This is is this a new level? Oh, is this a new level yeah, in Nebraska? Abs- absolutely, absolutely. You read the article in the New York Times today about we've become a, a toxic political state. I think I forget what the language was, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. I just I, I I just can't believe the language, the venom, the anger. It's just sad. I I must say I literally felt it was a breath of fresh air when when the Pillen campaign was about ten days ago went positive. Like it was noteworthy. They went positive. I think they've gone back to negative, but there was like five or six days there where it was just positive. And I'm like, wow, this is what it used to right. be like. Right. And it's within a primary within the party, right? I yeah. mean, like maybe you expect to see How do you it mend in, the, these fences? in the general. How do you mend these fences within the party? I mean, just, that's uh, a great question. Oh. Because if, if, if Herbster wins this thing tonight, this is going to be a. It's going to be a fascinating summer to watch, in terms of what the you know the establishment, the 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 Pillin people who really went all out on Herbster and said things that I feel like bells that can't be unrung. Mm. Do you then say vote for this guy? Right? I mean, like what will happen? Oh. I, I don't know what will happen. I mean, I, I I do know this again. It won't it won't matter probably because he can just coast. To the election, we'll find out if the, the Dems get engaged. Man, with but, how I, I guess, but with how deep this runs, oh yeah, this is this is a rift. What I just I have no idea how to predict what summer and early fall will look like in terms of that relationship between potential nominee Herbster and Governor Ricketts and the the majority of the state legislature uh, who has said he's unfit for office. Now at this point, or or big chunks of them, bipartisan, you know, and and then a lawsuit going on through this whole thing too, between he and Slama that is getting day by day. The filings are becoming longer and really? more angry at one another. One more day, <laughs> one day, day, one day more, another day, another, another destiny. destiny. Oh, the day after. They That's, will wet themselves with blood. It, 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 it is, it is, a, it is right. a blood sport. I wanted to do a whole lame is. I, I could have done. I, I love it. Empty chairs, empty tables. Empty cha- great song. Oh, haunting. Still probably a favorite thing I've seen at the lead center. Really? I think probably my very favorite yeah. thing I've ever seen. This was 15 years ago. Hey. Yeah, like 15 years ago. Probably my favorite thing I've seen. You were younger then, more svelte, and... Yeah, no. Did you weep? I weep every time I see Les Mis. I probably did. I probably did. I don't recall. It, it for a while, was my favorite musical, but then, you know, 
new musicals show up? What? What? what are you what, a, a Billy uh, Billy Elliot guy now, or uh, are you uh, Miss Saigon. Hamilton? Miss Saigon. Saigon's, okay. uh, it's older, but okay, I was going to say that's haunting. I saw I saw Miss Saigon haunting. on I saw Miss Saigon on Broadway. Oh, haunting with the, heli- the helicopter yeah. onto the stage. Can they just please change the ending? If I would just yeah. love to change that ending, Miss Saigon. So I was tough. like, I was like sixteen years old, so I don't know if I. You don't remember. This was a listen to this though for yeah. an extra listen to this for an extracurricular trip for a high school student. The all of the choirs uh, in at LPS all went them. together. Yeah, oh. went together. It, called See, Lincoln, it was called Lincoln at Lincoln Center. No, we went and performed at the Lincoln Center in New York. Whoa, yeah, and we stayed. I stayed. We stayed across the street. It would never. It feels like. We stayed across from Madison Square Garden. Nice. We saw Miss Saigon. We saw Damn Yankees. We saw one Damn other, Yankees is good. One other musical. I did too. that as a when, when uh, one Lewis act in high school. In yeah, I was no Jerry Lewis, but yeah, yeah, that was. I love those that trips. was that was a trip. Well, my daughter is excited right now because she's in her final three weeks of elementary school, but they are about uh, to graduate. But I mean, shout out, shout out to uh, her May school. Morley. Yep, May Morley. Shout out May Morley. Home because of the fighting. They didn't get to do they didn't do you know, there's a baseball game that they go to every year. They haven't done a field trip since sure. since what? Twenty nineteen. Okay, so now what are they gonna do? Just make so now pro- they're hitting they're hitting a salt dogs baseball game next week. They're going to they got like three things planned. They're barely they're, gonna be in the building and, from here. They're making up for yeah, lost time. I don't, I don't think this is gonna be the week that we pass China in the uh in the uh, math and science rankings. You're, you're saying the salt dog game is not helping the math. Hey, listen, she likes taking stats. She's watched her brother play baseball for his entire time. Wow. She can do some advanced statistics, uh, do some uh, uh, wins over replacement type stuff. She's calculating whip. Yeah, <laughs> calculating whip. I learned a lot of math growing up as a baseball fan. That's true. Absolutely. That is, uh, yeah, math and math and baseball go hand in hand. Do you have any? Uh, you got any baseball math exercises for the kids taking the ACT? Why don't you think about Not including yet. that? Not yet, because so. that's the key to education these days. Apparently, is you got to gamify it. You got to gamify. You know, it. for me, I'm a Royals fan. The Kansas City Royals gave up seven runs in the third inning. Four of them were unearned. The pitcher went and, and you know figure out the ERA, solve I, for X. I thought you were solving for X, and that was how many games until they're officially eliminated from not postseason anymore. play. Another sad year, but <laughs> uh, Baylor cheers for the Red Sox, and they're not doing too well. They're, they're horrible as well. Yeah. You learn a lot of math rooting for the Red Sox and the Royals. If you lose nine in a row, what that is is a zero winning percentage. <laughs> yeah, that's a trick question. Yes. 35% voter turnout expected by the Secretary of State hailed as... All One time. of the best turnouts that we've we've seen. But people since, are swamped since two thousand. People are swamped. Who's got time to hit pause on Netflix? The only time they've been able to get these this many people out of the polls was when Tom Osborne himself was running for governor in 2006. In, in one little sidelight here is remember it's only been a hundred years since women got the right to vote. It's only been a hundred years since women got the right to vote. So I think they know though. Three generations ago. <laughs> Women required, what, 71 years to go from Seneca Falls, New York, to finally get the amendment passed so that their gender could vote. And still, women don't vote 
in higher percentages than men. Men just gave themselves the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Women fought for it, and they were spat Mm -hmm. at, and they were demonized, and they were told by both genders, oh, you don't don't deserve it. This was from 1849 to 1920. It's always amazed me that that women, to some degree, don't feel, you know what, we should, as a gender, really stand up for what our sisters, our ancestors, fought for and really vote in higher percentages. That's always struck me as a little ironic. They vote in the same low percentages as as our gender. Now, in the in the slight defense of the voter, not full defense, not a yes. full throated defense. In the slight event, if you're not taking certain ballots, because uh, when you go in to vote today, you'll either you'll have a ballot that is attuned to your own political affiliation, yes. or whatever it is right now. Um, and even if you take, you know, if you're an independent, you have some choices, and you can still, but you can't vote for, you know, the gubernatorial primary if you're if you're an independent. And if you're a Democrat, you're getting a whole bunch of write-in boxes on the statewide offices for state auditor, for state treasurer. You're just getting write-in boxes. You got no candidates. Yeah. You so got you, no candidates. Yeah, so, so why show up? You're Republicans are the only ones really with much of a reason to show up today. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's legislative races that are important. I don't want to... I mean, man, the legislature is going to be wildly important next year after what happened at the Supreme Court, after, you know... Great every, point. But in, in Omaha, I take it back, in Omaha, there is a Democratic, Democratic primary uh, for, for Shel- Congress. Shelton versus, uh, Vargas. versus Vargas. Yes. That's there. That's th- big. Highly competitive. Highly competitive, and we'll, we'll see. Now, that, the Democrats do well in that one on presidential years, so this may be a warm-up for... And also the, the Dems there. might be lining them up for weed board, too, so there's a lot of reasons to get out there. Well, I'll find out. When, yeah. when you get in, the, when you get in the booth, you find out. He's like, and then you start to decide what name sounds better. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. That's not good. One of the things, here's a, here's a weird thing I've done. Yep. And I'm not going to name any names, but for some of the down ballot races I didn't know a lot of, sometimes I will go through and I will say, wait, I saw this person's sign yes. next to, next and, to a sign of a candidate yes. I know I don't like. Okay. <laughs> or I liked the font he chose on the yard sign. The next to the, that, so, so it's next to the one. Well, the, somebody that liked one candidate I didn't like also liked this candidate. So they're probably not the and, one. And if the name's like Frank for. Strong, I'm like, hmm, sounds trustworthy. Yeah. But if it's like Eddie Ripoff, I'm like, <laughs> little skeptical. <laughs> Ripoff for legislature. <laughs> Bobby, take the dough. No, I don't. That makes me highly skeptical. Right out of the shoot. <laughs> Larry Corrupt. Um, <laughs> no, speaking of sign fonts, do you yes. remember back in this might have been during your uh, your to the point era? Oh, you remember, got a good memory. Remember uh, Bill Hopner? You remember Hopner? I do remember. He, you. Do you remember his yard signs? He no. took he took the old script Husker that you see everywhere on shirts and on the floor, sure. and he wrote Hopner. Red and white, wrote it in Hopner. It so looks like tr- the script Husker. Okay. So everyone likes to, you know, especially back then, they liked the dog pile and all the Husker love out there. You got to be a little, you got to wonder. The Huskers this year, they said, hey, we don't want any more of these affiliations. All the campaigns were saying, I played for the team. I covered the fumble. I, I like intercepted the pass. I mean, like, most of these candidates didn't have a chance because, you know, they never lettered. <laughs> That's true. That's one thing Herbster wasn't able to do with this commercial. Yes. The only non non football player. I, but, I don't know. But I mean, if Herbster wins this thing, uh, beating two former Nebraska football players, Heineman already beat Osborne. Is this the end of the road for current uh, Nebraska football players running for office? Is it time? I you hope know. Not. 
It, uh, yeah, well, I hope not. I mean, is Adrian Martinez going to have no ability to come back here? We need a volleyball player running for office is oh, what we need. Automatic. Uh, all right. The race is over. You got an ex-Husker volleyball player? Done. Just start showing her the, uh, the, the gubernatorial office right now. Hames for governor. Hames for, oh. uh, she established her residency here long enough. Oh, yeah. Hames for governor. Oh, she clean up. I mean, just try to just start asking right now what kind of furniture she wants in the office. Uh, let's see, twenty. Let's see, twenty thirty four, Nick. Oh, one. seriously, twenty thirty four. If you wanted to leverage uh, your volleyball background in this state, it would be really tough for you to be undermined. That's just how strong that love affair is. Now, you would have guessed that with football program as well. Yeah, it hasn't it, why would that so be well. different? Why do I think that's so much different? There's something about just, there's something about a personality that's yeah. revealed with volleyball in a different yeah. way than it is with football. They're so close to the fans, you really get to connect with them. You see them all the time. I don't know. I just, maybe female it, it just just they're, they're they're so trusted. They've got such an amazing track record. Well, they're more again, most of them are more you you recognize them when you mm. see them. I'll be honest, I wouldn't prior to the last year if Lindstrom or Jim Pillen walked into a room, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't know well, who they you, were. You only saw but, them with helmets on. Right. But, like, but oh, yeah. Rachel Lisa Perro walks into a room, and hey. I know who that is immediately from, you know, 15 years ago. How's it going? Sorry about O2, the way yeah, it ended. That's what, I, that's what I would say to her. <laughs> uh, by the way, good time for a little plug by me for uh, Jack Mitchell podcast. Nicklin Hames was my guest last nice. week. Did an hour with her. Um, Baylor, it was great. It was great. I'm, I'm you, need, you need to listen. It was very I, good. There's, they're so articulate, all of them. Yeah, and that's why one reason they make such great coaches. Yeah, eventually, is that's a big part of the job. I know. I she's she told me though she's gonna she's gonna be a fiery coach though. She's not okay. taking back any of the until any she, of the intensity until that's, she runs for office. <laughs> okay, so, and then she'll bring the fire. She runs for off. And then we're going to see the attack ads. Oh. Is she from Tennessee? She should be governor of Tennessee. How many double touches was she guilty of in the, in the big matches? Nicklin Hames worked at a swimming pool when she was 16. She didn't fill out a tax form. <laughs> well, actually. You know, there's a de minimis amount that you can make without filing tax forms, just for the record. One would, one would think, though, that the uh, standards for behavior we expect from our candidates has, has certainly relaxed. It's I, just I, I, fair to say. Yes. I, remember, I was just thinking, I gave Lee Terry a little grief 25 years ago when, as a city councilman, he wrote a letter to Hooters thanking them for being such a good corporate citizen. <laughs> you got him in for that? And I, and I said something like, I'm not sure a woman would ever write this letter. And that was kind of the, the brunt of it. He wouldn't come on the air. And it was a, it was a half an hour thing. Couple callers, not a big deal. Now, you're right. It's, it's, a la- it's laughter. It, it's worthy of laughter because it, it would never even rise <laughs> right. to the level of conversation at this point, given what these guys are being accused of. That's true. That's Things funny. have changed a little bit. Well, that- so, yeah, I mean, you, you got some skeletons in your past. Trust me, it doesn't seem to be that big a deal anymore. It is encouraging for those of us uh, who may oh, someday say, I know every time I think I'm going to, you know, every time I get a wild hair or something, you know, maybe maybe someday I'd run for office yeah. and I think, you know, I got hours and hours of radio. I'm sure I said some really dumb things. Who cares? Gonna be, I got tweets, tons of tweets. I'm sure I said something that's going to, but maybe it doesn't. It'll get mined. I don't know. All of it will get mined. Who wants to run for office anymore anyway? It can be discouraging. Oh. That ad I heard about 20 minutes ago. I 
really was stunned. We have reached levels that uh, heretofore unprecedented. Yeah. I hope good people still want to run for office because I don't know that I, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, especially stuff that doesn't get the glory and glamour, you know? It's, you know, the tough part is if you win, because then you got to really dig in, get the fingernails mm-hmm. dirty. I mean, legislating is complicated. Yeah. And everyone in this black and white world wants win, win, win. That's not the way the world works. If, if it was a perfect solution, guess what? It would have already been passed. I mean, yeah. you got to weigh the, the benefits with the drawbacks. Right. But in this world, just people just attack immediately the drawbacks. Like before you even get the narrative all established, right. showing that, hey, you know what? The benefits might outweigh that. Mm-hmm. But that, now we're talking about a nuanced discussion. That's not. Right. And some of the, the things that, uh, that divide us 50 50 in the most intense ways may not be, and they may legitimately be hard questions to answer, mm. not obvious ones. And remember, there is a whole industry that profits from polarizing us. Yep, I agree. There's a whole industry filled with multi-multi-millionaires whose entire business model is to make sure we're divided and weakened. But then there's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. That brings us together. It's the bridge. Bringing us together. And the decimal point in the income is in a slightly different location. <laughs> exactly right. It's a before any of the numbers. <laughs> That's a little math ACT quiz. Nice. Right. Yeah. You go. Full circle. All right, JB, we hey. got to run. Full circle. That's geometry. That's exactly right. It's everywhere. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you again soon. Oh. Have a good one. Jack and Jack. 854 on KLIN. 1499.3 KLIN is bringing you election coverage from 6 to 10 tonight. Presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, serving Lincoln and the surrounding areas since 2006. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Election Day is underway in the capital city, and we are going to end it with a bang with five plus hours of local programming. Getting you ready for, taking you through, and reacting to election results. Five to seven, an expanded version of Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack. Seven o'clock election coverage from the entire team. Morning show, afternoon afternoon show, newsroom. Brought to you by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. And we will take you till we know who the winners are. And... Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll have fun doing it as well, but we'll, we'll get you the information you need. We'll have the discussions that need to be had at that time. So tune in, lock it into KLIN starting at 5 o'clock tonight. We will see you tonight, 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln.